Let's get nuts, guys. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil and pale blue light? <laughs> yeah, Batman. I knew, I knew what you were doing. Guys, drop the ball. I did drop the ball. <laughs> anyway, guys, welcome to Big Trouble with Podcast, episode 218. I'm Joe Dobbs. I'm Andy. I think I'm real. My name is Sutter Kane. <laughs> I come from the plains of Africa. The end. <laughs> Uh, by the way, we're, we're finishing up our spooky month, our double treats. Uh, we had a, if you were watching last episode, we did a movie generator, uh, and we picked, it picked in the mouth of madness. Uh, but we'll get to that before we get into that movie. What the hell have you guys been watching, playing or doing? I will go first. I've beat Resident Evil 7. Um, I just have to quickly go through all the t- DLCs, uh, <laughs> Because I want to, I want to take time playing the uh, Chris Redfield one because I never played it before, uh, so I should be after we do our getting some color episode the following week after that I should be ready. Uh, that and the End of Zoe DLC. Yeah, that one too. Um, the, the found footage, or the extra footage, whatever it is. Oh yeah, I mean I, I want to play those, but I I really want to dig deep into fucking Chris Redfield. Uh, listen, buddy, you can write your fanfics or do whatever you want, but don't bring it into our show. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, I watched the movie Midsummer for the first time last night. I, I, I've always like, I liked hereditary and I knew it's the same director and yeah. And I, uh, I was like, I heard good things about it, but I was like, it, it kind of looked hokey. But then I'm like, wait a second, it's a cult. It's supposed to be hokey. Uh, and man, it was, it was not hokey. <laughs> it was not hokey. Uh, it, I, I, I can't really say anything because I'll spoil it for people who want to see it. Which one do you like more, Midsummer or Hereditary? Midsummer. Uh, Hereditary. I. I they both have the same like themes going on about like death, right? For both, there's there's stuff going on about it, but I don't know if it's like the same. Yeah, uh, Hereditary unnerved me, made me more uncomfortable, uh, generally mm-hmm. than Midsummer did. But I like Midsummer more. <laughs> yeah, because of Pele, like Pele's uh, or whatever his fucking name is. It, it, he does a Pele kick. The soccer star? Yes. Yeah. But uh, his character, man, like... Mu- uh, m- like... Pretty much it brainwashes Danny. Like, that's what I got from the very, very beginning. And what I like about both Hereditary and Midsummer is both involve cults, <laughs> by the way. And, yeah, they did. And both kind of, like, set people up to become the one in a way. But yeah, uh that's true. Yeah, so I highly recommend Midsummer. I liked it. Uh and other than that, I just I've been not feeling well. Uh <laughs> so I just been laying around doing shit. So eating spicy Hulk Hogan cheeseburgers. 
Oh my god. <laughs> no. Dropping leg drops on your father or something. Oh yeah, that's right. We were wrestling and I did a leg drop and I hurt my fucking ass. That that hurt. <laughs> oh brother, my ass brother. Oh, oh. Brother, brother. Actually, re- wrestling's real. Have you seen all the surgery that he's had to have? Maybe you gotta leave that up to the professionals, it sounds yeah. like from now on. All, all the leg drops. Don't worry, I'll, I'll hit all the wrestling. Well, I did the pretty much with that. I pretty much did with that porn star and the Twitch uh, foam thing. <laughs> Just fucking. The, well, the one that jumped in the foam pit that was like six inches deep. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just hit yeah. concrete and my ass is like, nah, you're, you don't do that. Oh. I'm kind of feeling it today. Uh, but other than that, that's all I've been doing. I, I, I kind of slacked a little bit on my spooky movies, but I, I want to get back on track because we're almost near the end. We have one more weekend. Yeah. Until we're Halloween. Power through. Yep. Andy, what about you? What the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, I did play Metal Gear 2. I don't want to talk about it too much because I might do a thing with it regarding podcasts to surpass Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also played just a bunch of nonsense in the Pauling Mega. I played Toki Mickey Memorial Puzzle, Dyson, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. What the fuck the name of that game is? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's a fantastic game, but I do not know what it's called. I played a bunch more Einhander. God damn it, that game is just too hard for me, but I'm going to get good at it again. And uh, Final Fury on the PlayStation and some other trash. Final Fury. It was a good old time. Yeah, Fatal Fury. Oh, I was like, what's Final Fury? Yeah. Fatal. Yeah, I knew what he meant. Yeah. I didn't. Just wait for him to drop Fatal Fury in King Fighters 97. Yeah. And it's all, all the random like years they just do it. No, I didn't, didn't play that. You didn't play any more Racing Lagoon? No, not yet. I want to, uh, now that I know what it's about, I kind of want to set aside some time to get really like I, I try to only have one game that I'm really chomping on at a time right now it's Metal Gear 2 the, yeah. the, the other stuff was just like I, I wanted to listen to a podcast so I was like oh I'm gonna play Polymega and listen to this podcast and stream it so I just did that for a little bit um I've been watching a bunch of YouTube videos from Carl Jobst I think is how his name is said he's got a bunch of shit about uh uh what a scam Wada is, and then he's got a bunch of videos about Billy Mitchell and what a liar he is. He's got a bunch of videos about a bunch of other liars, and it's all really entertaining. He actually does a bunch of other videos about speedrunning, which are really insightful and entertaining as well. Uh, he's no summoning salt, but I like him a lot. So I, I, I kind of I found him. I've been watching a lot of his stuff. Um, I don't know. Billy, uh, Billy Mitchell's the Pac-Man guy, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah well, Donkey Kong more Don- famously. But yeah, both, but he, both though. But, but he he's got like the face of like you did something that you weren't supposed to to get to that point, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember all that scandalous nonsense. Something he was in wrestling for for a, just like a, a very quick second. What? He showed How? up, he, he up at AEW. There was this weird thing where he was supposed to host a bachelor party for, uh, oh shit, uh, Kip Sabian. Whenever oh. uh, whenever um, Miro was the. the the best man. This is like pandemic, like really bad, like nonsense. He literally showed up to help him coordinate a bachelor party. It never happened. He never showed up. Nothing else happened. Billy Mitchell? Billy yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. Billy fucking Mitchell. Yeah. Like, because that were... is long after his fall from grace. Like, he's... oh, yeah. No, that's why it's so funny. Cause yeah. it's just like, it's, tw- it's like they're trying to like say, like, oh, we're hip and we like video games. And I mean, the, the trying dude, to riff the dude's trying to sue Twin Galaxies in California and Florida at the same time. 
and the owner of it and Guinness Book of World Records and he tried to sue Cartoon Network and do sue and every sue and uh Apollo whatever the guy's name is the YouTube guy uh suing suing everyone on the stuff. um there was an episode of regular show on Cartoon Network where uh Mordecai and Rigby are playing some arcade game and they get really good at it and they might yeah. like, they might get the world record and there's like some floating head guy that's like a huge prick and like has the record. It's Billy, I remember it's Bill, that it's Billy yeah. Mitchell. Billy Mitchell yeah. sued them because they, he said they're using my image and uh, Cartoon Network did not settle out of court and went to court and won. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Which is hilarious. I love it. Also, that episode's really funny. <laughs> what a highly litigious individual. Yes, he is now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyway, I watched a bunch of episodes of uh, Tuca and Birdie. It's pretty funny. It's not as good as uh, um, some other shows, maybe, but I thought it was pretty pretty funny. Uh, what did I watch? Oh, two two movies. Uh, Luckiest Girl Alive. It kind of sucks, but Mila Kunis is a really good actress, so she kind of saves it. And Thirst, which is a vampire movie, and it is super cool. I loved it. It's um, it's directed by Park Chan Wook, the guy who did Old Boy and oh. a bunch of other stuff. And the lead in it was the father in Parasite as well. Ah, okay. So it's got it's got a really good you know crew and uh, he plays a Catholic priest in Korea and he like volunteers to do some medical testing and uh, they accidentally give him blood that makes him a vampire. I know it sounds stupid, but the movie <laughs> the movie does it in like a way that whatever. And uh, he has to like grapple with the fact that he's now like this immortal blood sucking monster, <laughs> but he's a Catholic priest and um, true to form with all south korean cinema it's like four genres at once it's horror and it's drama and it's romance and it's comedy it's it's weird it's a great movie i highly recommend it it's a great time hmm. like morbius with a better plot yeah kind of there it is yeah have sex, have sex. morbius I is now on netflix right. i haven't watched it uh... yeah go watch morbius is on netflix it was in the top 10 movies on netflix for about a week more wow. too it's morbid time it's more, yeah right guys what about you what the hell you've been watching playing or doing uh it's, it's very weird like stints of things because i my my weekend kind of sucked but then was kind of saved sunday so that was what else uh but uh anyway uh I uh, after watching the movie, I went on a John, John Carpenter spree. Uh, I watched uh, Prince of Darkness. Yes. Right, immediate. This is all like immediately back to back. I'm pretty sure I just like stayed up all, like up to like four, five a.m. Whenever I watched in the mouth of madness. That's when and the devil's in for two or three hours. That's when the devil's inside of a tube under a church, right? The Prince of Darkness. Yeah, he, okay. yeah, he's yeah, he's in the he's in the weird like Zordon tube. Yeah, it's also got one of the best <laughs> intros to a movie ever. It is a really cool intro. Yeah, fucking Alice uh, Cooper. I mean, that, that that movie in general is just like bananas, but in a weird way. Like it doesn't like all happen like out of nowhere. It's very slow build up, but then just shit happens. I I don't know. It's yeah, it very John Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, so love that movie though. Uh, it's actually, it's one of the hills I'll die on. It's one of my favorite John Carpenter movies, but, uh, Fuck yeah. it's a good uh, 
It is. I mean, it's hard to compete with the thing. Like that's that's the all time. But uh, but it's yeah, it's one of those movies I'd argue is like yeah, that movie's underappreciated for what it is. Um, and then I, I watched the original Halloween. Um, I uh, then proceeded to start to watch Train to Busan, and then like something happened to like the platform I was watching it on, and I couldn't get like I had to like de- like uh, delete it from my computer or not my computer but my uh smart tv and then try to i couldn't get it to work i was pissed i was like ah whatever stupid thing i'll watch it later so it's on my list to watch along with uh hereditary and midsummer those are actually on my, my list of other things to finish this month that's like uh, Busan's a, a good one we watched it in an old episode of the show yeah, oh back, sweet yeah i've wanted to day. watch it for a while because there's also a sequel i heard the sequel right. doesn't hit the same but yeah uh, i haven't seen it I'd, I'd like to see it but i heard the same thing it's not as good apparently mm-hmm. but yeah i've heard it's a pretty wild movie at least the, the original so I, i'm gonna try to check that out when i get it to work uh, i watched tales from the territories those first episode that was awesome i i love the way they did the round table stuff uh with the older guys when they're talking about uh yeah Memphis wrestling. Yeah, that was really cool. And it was actually really neat to know about the whole uh, orchestral match that they had. They talk about the end. I, I never knew that. That is that is like an insane idea to have an orchestra play in the background while a wrestling match is happening. What? what? Who? Like, how much cocaine did someone have to do to think, let's do this? And it's the only <laughs> wrestling match that's in the Smithsonian. <laughs> it's just so cool, but it's so random. Uh, well, that was neat. Uh, and then I watched The Northman the other night. Holy shit, that movie's awesome. Uh, I don't know. I heard a lot of people not like that film or were very like mid on it, I, which I thought was weird. I, I thought that movie was, They're racist. I thought that movie was great. That, that was an awesome movie. It doesn't need to have like some complex plot. It's a very simple. It's almost got like a like I, again. It's just a classic Anti-plot. revenge tale type. Of, it, yeah, well, not even anti-plot. It's got this like revenge tale to it, but it almost even feels almost kind of westernish in a way. Uh, but again, just that classic revenge type of vengeance tale. But then, I mean, of course, they, it takes a little bit of a spin on it. But just that whole like trying to explain someone the ending without any context is the most ridiculous thing. I, have you all watched the film before? I've I seen it. it yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I, I, won't, I won't say anything about about it, but I would highly recommend it. Uh, again, I know not a horror movie, uh, but definitely worth the watch. Um, it is a little lengthy, so make sure you set time. It's like two and a half hours, but um, it's it's definitely worth the, the time. Uh, but yeah, I, just trying to explain the very ending, like just using the words to describe it, like the scene around them and what's happening, it just sounds like a bananas thing that makes no fucking sense, which is actually great, but it's awesome. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. I, I won't say anything about it because i don't want to spoil anything so my second favorite movie of 2022 number one is top gun uh two <laughs> as far as like movies that have come out that are new yeah you know i haven't sat down to think about that i'll have to think about what i've like review but you know what i think you're right like i'm i'm right there along with those two movies although i haven't watched too many movies that's that have come out this year to be honest um but that being said yeah i'll have to sit and, and consider that i mean i'd probably put uh I'd probably put uh, any of those Marvel movies that are out there because I, I just love Marvel so much. And you have to just say that about every movie, even if they're bad. Speaking <laughs> of that, my wife and I argued about watching uh, She-Hulk and I won. So we didn't watch it. But Thank God. Eventually, uh, eventually I'm going to have to watch it because that's that's how this thing works. But it's fine. Um, I have to. And then as a guilty pleasure, we watched like four or five episodes of the show Nailed It. I don't know if you guys ever watched that show. The premise of that show is stupid, but it's pretty funny. I basically, I watched the person, basically the love child of Andy and Zach, 
on a cooking show try to make Halloween uh, and Witcher themed uh, like treats. I say he's a mix of you because he he's got Andy's personality and he's like kind of really big and actually has a lot of your facial structure, but he has longer hair and a beard like Zach, <laughs> and he also has more of your like. I guess more knowledge that I guess it fits your build. I don't know. It was weird. It was like literally a, a good blend of the two of you. And he also just like beat the hell out of these people uh, in a cooking competition. But it's basically people that aren't professional bakers that are brought into like these random cake things. And it sounds like a dumb cooking show or whatever, but it's funny because they're really fucking bad at it. So when they make it, it looks like a fucking monstrosity and it's, it's really funny to laugh at it. I, that's why I like it. Um, I've never heard of it. What's it, what's it on? Is it like a... It's Netflix. I think a ton of series. Oh, okay. uh, actually, ironically, the way we found out about it uh, years back was your sister. Your sister's the one that recommended yeah. that Suzanne and I watch it. And we just like laugh. It's a guilty pleasure thing. It's just, But it's really funny. So Because <laughs> they, they, you have these like great like handcrafted cakes that are just ridiculous looking. And they try to make it. And it's just like so opposite of what they tried to make and they're like nailed it it looks terrible so yeah if you get a little time a little guilty pleasure time we'll try it and see if see if you like it it's kind of funny good laugh uh played some pokemon did some trades with some peeps got got a couple of really good cards I, I ended up finding that muv alt art and trading with someone for it which was awesome so i've been looking for that for a bit uh Let's see. Other than that, no, not much else. I haven't really got to play any video games. I've just kind of been banking all my video game time for when November hits because in a few weeks we're just going to get hit all at once with a bunch of good gaming. I am going to be poor. But, uh, Zach, what the hell you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, I slowed down a little on my movie intake because, uh, uh, had some stuff going on around the house, and this weekend was like my birthday and shit. There's stuff going on, but um, <clears throat> I watched Hocus Pocus. Never watched it. Went my Wait, whole the, life the, without watching it. The OG, like the '90s movie, you've never watched it? Yeah, I never watched good. it either. I I've still never seen it either. It's pretty good. It's, it's legitimately good. You, yeah, you guys should watch this movie. It's it's actually one of our, my other traditions to watch it every year. I, I've uh, done it. You need to watch why it. Are you, why are you owing? No, I mean, I'm open to watch it. I heard it's really good. I just I heard it's good. We didn't have it. I don't care for witches. You care? Oh, I don't like vampires. I don't like witches. What are you witches? What? <laughs> yeah, what, what's up with that? Why are you picky about? Shit? I don't like women with power. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, you, I, I, I wasn't even bringing that up, but like, I just, I just don't like witches. <laughs> He's like, I don't like it. She puts a broom. I don't like it with women like overpowered. <laughs> I don't care for cauldrons. My favorite part is when fucking Simba's mob dies. Fuck that bitch. It has a talking cat in it. So, you know, that's a plus. There's always a talking cat. Sabrina. Yeah. If you liked Haosu and you liked liked the cat there, you'll you'll like this cat. You know I did. If you look at the Google Doc, you know I did. (laughs) Okay, I will say this. The fact that Zach is saying you should watch it is all the more reason to watch it because it's it's a good like wholesome movie in general it's a funny movie it's it's comedy that's why i'm like surprised zach's like oh yeah you guys should watch it it's awesome yeah i know remember you- me and you have that in common dubs i'm picky about comedy shit mm-hmm. like you are and the other thing is have i ever steered anybody wrong in my recommendations 
Have I? No. No. I haven't. Now, so far, you're pretty spot on. <laughs> but I'm probably hey, yeah, still this, not going to watch it. Let me watch all the Resident Evil movies, but that was for the show. So. <laughs> that was for the show. We all we all agreed to that. That wasn't my recommendation. Okay, okay. That was my recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> that was an assignment. That's different. Well, you don't like Mila yeah. Djokovic? You wrote Woman with power? Djokovic. <laughs> Yeah, y'all, y'all need to watch. Y'all really do need to watch uh, Hocus Pocus. That, that's, yeah, that's like check that's like, it out. Almost, that's like saying like you've never watched Die Hard or or Home Alone. It's a Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of that with Halloween, like a family movie. And it's not a horror movie by any means. But tell you the truth, like I didn't like Halloween until I pretty much started doing the podcast. Like when Zach started doing, like, like you didn't like the holiday Halloween. Or? Doesn't walk around the earth for thirty years. Like fuck them kids, fuck that candy. <laughs> fuck the I, hate candy. I, hate I hate mummies. I hate mummies. I hate candy. I hate jack o' lanterns. I, I fucking hate the color orange. I fucking hate orange and I hate purple. I do not like cats when they stand with the with their backs in the air. Don't care for it. Don't trust them. Don't trust black cats. I hate Japanese commercial <laughs> directors. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, I liked it, though. It was good. Uh, I also watched uh, VHS. Oh, that's good. I've it thought is... about watching it forever. Wait, it's kind of good. It's interesting. Now, I've heard the second one's better than the first one. Yes. But I will say the first, it's like an anthology of found footage shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Mm. In the first couple, they have like a overarching story. It's kind of the framing device for watching all of these. And later on, they kind of drop that premise. Yeah, that's what I understand. But uh, the first short in the VHS one is like the best one, <laughs> like, like by far, so good that they ended up it, spinning it off into its own original movie. I which, found out which one is it. That's the one. Uh, <sighs> I can't tell you what it is because I'll spoil it if somebody right. wants to watch it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. It's it's the full short. Uh, it spoils the twist just trying to tell you what it is. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it was kind of neat. Of course, I have a, a predilection to like kind of like stuff like that. But yeah. Um, I also watched Microwave Massacre. <laughs> Which is just an amazing title, dude. When, like, you, when you said that yesterday, yesterday when I was talking about fucking directors for like a Superman movie, <laughs> you were talking about like, well, Martin Scorsese, Steel Spielberg, Quentin Tarantino, and I'm like, I'm watching Microwave Massacre right now. This <laughs> <laughs> was like both sides of the coin there. But, yeah, um, he's like, I'm gonna watch Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> It's about this guy who, like, it's it's a fucking B movie. It's a low budget B cult movie from the eighties, nineteen eighty three. And it's about this guy whose wife uh, makes him terrible dinners, and he hates or lunches and dinners, and he fucking hates it. He's miserable and he's depressed. And eventually, he just snaps and kills her with a pepper grinder, and then fucking cuts her up and puts puts her in the fridge, and then he's like. Man, I'm hungry. Well, I got nothing else to eat, so he shoves her body part in the microwave and eats it. <laughs> he becomes a cannibal. <laughs> that I took a turn. It's not what I expected you to say. The whole movie's not. Yeah, it's not what you expect at all. It's like there's a lot of tits in it. There's a fuck ton of tits, which I did not expect. 
I mean, um, I had honestly, I had no expectation at all when you told me the title because it's like that's so like random anyway. I don't know if I can put like it. When, when you happen. hear the title, which is an amazing title, it's probably the best part of that movie. You think, I don't know, some guy's like murdering people and shoved them in a microwave or some shit. I don't know. But like, no. <laughs> There's also a lot of like dad jokes in it. And the, the guy who's the main character, he does a lot of shit where he just says, like, lame stuff, and he looks directly at the camera, like, several times. He looks directly <laughs> at the camera and breaks the fourth wall. It's like they they kind of knew what they were doing, in a way. Uh, it's weird. Like, I, it's not, technically, it's not a good movie. Uh, but it's kind of funny, and it has this really strange, offbeat kind of tone to it. I got a question. It's unique. <laughs> Did a teddy get microwaved? No, not that you saw. <laughs> one, out of, one out of ten. Now, he does take a giant uh, knife and spreads mayonnaise all over a naked woman's body a couple times. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you say a couple times? <laughs> a couple times. I'm watching this. <laughs> this movie is it's, listen, it's on Tubi if you want to watch it. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> fucking like. watch it it's 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 like uh 80 minutes or some shit it's short i think tubies were where i had trouble though with trying to boost on i think it's the one i tried to watch it on you gotta make an account chas i guess i well just, it might just be my tv my tv's i mean it's worth uh, doing because it'll save possible. your place yeah stuff. that's the other thing too when you make your account you can like actually bookmark all the movies you want to watch it's worth it just for that yeah. all right Anyway, that's all I watched, and then I played Gotham Knights because it dropped Friday. Um, I got it, by the play. way. I bought it. Cool. Did you start it yet? No, I, I was going to wait until uh, when I I'm, finished I'm the, 7. This is where I'm at. I'm, I'm in. Okay. I'm like, right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's got very middling reviews, but that doesn't mean anything. I've played plenty of games that got 6 out of 10, and I was like, this game's way better than, than no. like 10 out of 10 games that suck. Like Deathloop, but uh, never mind, I won't get into that, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm aware of IGN's review of it, which is, I guess, a 5 out of 10, but only because someone modded the review, it's just a big red circle that says 5, and on the back it says IGN, into Spider-Man, so it runs around New York beating up criminals as a 5 out of 10 for Gotham, it's bizarre, it's a very weird video, but it's funny. (laughs) It's kind of funny, though. It seems like a lot of people just expected it to be an Arkham game, and that's a lot of like why it gets mixed reviews because they expected that for some reason. So I'm just curious. So like I, I thought that a lot of the purpose of the game was largely multiplayer. Is, is that it, not the case? Yeah. Or... It's okay, mostly so... yeah. Okay, so there's there is there not like a single player story or anything to it then? Oh yeah, you can it's... play it by yourself if yeah. you want. I just feel like there's like a campaign versus like is it more just multiplayer like active online against other people or something? That's what I wasn't sure of. It's it's drop in drop out co op. It. It, it's you can the, you play the story and you can play with friends or you, you cannot. That's all. It is. I gotcha. Okay. That it's like sense. the Avenger games, but it works. Yeah, actually, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it works out of the box. And like I was saying in the chat, uh, it's not designed around games for live service shit and microtransactions. It's just a co-op game. That, that's a big deal. So, basically what they should have done... It, it's, like, weird. Avengers had all this premise of things that were good, and they ruined it with all that nonsense and it being unfinished. 
Then they yeah. just made Guardians as a side project, and Guardians was everything people wanted that to be, with the exception that people couldn't play with each other. I don't know if you guys played Guardians. It was, it was actually a really good game last year. It was like my my sleeper game last year because of how good the story was. The music was great. It's funny. Just a quick single player game. It was, it was really good. Um, but uh, you could like again, it just ended after. So it was. I mean, for what it was, it was still somewhat short. Um, and the replayability is kind of limited. Um, mm-hmm. I felt. So after you're done, you're just done. Uh, and then there's no multiplayer. So it's like it was missing both sides of it. So now it sounds like this is maybe a good blend of both. So I yeah, so. That, I might pick that up. What did you guys end up getting it for? Is there cross-play stuff for the co-op? or is it? I don't know if it's cross-play. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I have it for PS5, though. Yeah. I have... Okay. Alrighty. I'll have to look into that then. All right. On their net, Zach, anything else? Nay. All right, let's get into our bonus movie, In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, did By the way, I know we probably like mentioned it, but I didn't even know it was Jack, uh, Jack Carpenter. John Carpenter. It was uh, old Jackie Carpenter. <laughs> John Carpenter's little brother. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know until pretty much I watched it. And I was like, ah. And He also directed the movie in the movie. Yeah. It's true. And by the way, the budget in that movie is fucking... They, they like shot it in like three areas. Like when he was inside uh, with Charlton Heston's uh, character, there was like in Toronto. And then they did the, you know, that long hallway that looked like a, looked like a ship kind of. Yeah. Uh, that was painted apparently to make it look like it was a long hallway. Um, so oh, they, so they say, really yeah. <laughs> uh, but man, this movie was meta as fuck. <laughs> and, from John Carpenter, I mean, look at They Lived, right? With all the put on the sunglasses, obey, consume, and all that stuff. Um, kind of like goes off of that in this film as well. Like, oh, you have this Stephen King writer, and they make fun of Stephen King in this. Like, oh, yeah, Sutter Kane's way much better than Stephen King. Um, and like, oh, people are getting so into the books. Kind of like video games and movies and stuff. Like, they're all going crazy and shit. Um, I think I remember Stephen King actually kind of getting that kind of publicity, though, a little bit back in his heyday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen King novels make people fucking crazy. I mean, I, that's not unsurprising at all. Pokemon yeah. the Devil and Harry Potter was witchcraft. Comic books rot your brain. Yeah. As dumb shit adults say, whatever. This media I, isn't the Bible, therefore it's it's evil. It's the devil, yeah. What if the Bible rotted your brain? <laughs> Whoa. That's, that's for a different discussion. Might Check need, out my podcast next Saturday. <laughs> it's called Free Will. Oh, okay. So we're going to have a talk, and then we're going to listen to a lot of guts. <laughs> uh this movie was interesting. Like it had that Alan Wake feel a little bit. I know Alan Wake came like way down the road. Uh but like Alan Wake every time he writes something in the story it like it appears into the like movie or the game and stuff. Uh and like Sutter Kane was doing that uh where uh Sam Neill's character John Trent like the free, like free will you were just talking about. Was it free will or was he scripted to do what he did? Uh, and did the story change because of the manuscript change and all that stuff? Like, uh, who was the, was it? Linda Stiles that he was with. Yeah, yeah. She was the editor. Yeah. 
was she real uh, or was she once real part of the story was the you know the movie the story the movie at the end the main character was watching his movie <laughs> like of what we just watched it it fucks with your mind uh and i love when john carpenter does this stuff uh i don't know I, I do have a question for you guys because you guys talked. Was it you guys that talked about the bicycle scene? Um, or I mentioned it before offhandedly. What what made it like besides like an old guy going back and forth, like I need to get out of here, he won't, he won't let me leave. Like that was somewhat creepy, but you made it sound like it was like super creepy. Did I miss something? It's, I mean, it depends. Some people find different things creepy, <laughs> but like to me, it wasn't even the fact that like, like. We have it's like when they, who finds bicycles terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> cyclists are terrifying, especially at night. <laughs> it's like okay, it's like that joke, like uh, David Lynch filmed somebody driving down highway in first person. It's scary at night. It's yeah, it's, it's kind. Of, it's the whole thing. It's not a bicyclist on a road at night is scary. It's what's this kid doing here in the middle of the night? Mysterious things are happening. Why is there an old man? Didn't I just see a kid dressed the same way? Wait, there's the old man again. The, the, the music's creeping me out. Oh, she's all freaking out, looking all over. Like it's kind of the the some of the parts. Yeah, although particularly when she first see him, when she first sees him on the road and passes him by, and it's like that music, and she sees him in the rearview mirror where only your brake lights illuminate behind you, and you just see his head, and he's like moving real fast. He's got the creepy music. It's like, what the fuck, man? I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> Maybe because I'm sick in the head, but I laugh my ass off. And yeah, then, I do that too. At other things, yeah. yeah. Like when so when people go like, "Oh, Terrifier Two made me vomit," I'd probably be laughing my ass off watching that movie or something. I'll tell you what really made me laugh is like when he's on the bus and the the New Jersey uh, Jewish lady, uh, like, "Are you okay? What are you doing?" Are we and like. <laughs> He starts freaking out because he sees Sutter Kane. He's like, "I'm God. I I turned the place blue." Did you did I tell you my favorite color is blue? blue. Yeah. Oh, that part makes me laugh too because he wakes up and it's blue everywhere. Yeah, ah! he starts he's screaming. Yeah. That, the way that scene is shot has always mystified me, and I know that the obvious answer is like blue lighting, uh, blue color grading on the film. But if you look closely, I swear they like made everyone change into blue or something like there's 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 two two things at play here i think like Maybe. i don't think it's as easy as just blue lighting i, no, I don't yeah. know i if if it really is just they color graded the film blue and told told sam neil to scream real loud then good job but i it looks it looks different in a different way to me yeah i, get uh, I saying, agree but... i think it's a bit of both like clearly they messed with color gradient to like a tent, but I, yeah, it, it seems like it's more than just doing that because there would be there would be more fluidity in how it changes. Like I think it, it would be more uniformly blue, whereas uh, there's more subtle like textures of blue throughout. So it's like they changed clothes. Yeah, my my theory is they did change wardrobe. They did have blue lighting on the set, and they did do blue color grading. I think mm -hmm. it's all three. I yep. think that's why it looks so definitive. That's why he screams. We'll have to ah! ask Joe Carpenter if we ever run into him. Yeah, I, I immediately thought of the song "I'm Blue," which I, I imagine is not surprising. I'm blue, I'm blue, uh, I would die. Yeah, if I was green, I would die. Yeah, but he wasn't green. I got a, I got a question. <laughs> Doctor Ren that was talking to John Trent. That was the same doctor from the Ninja Turtle movies, right? 
<laughs> yes, it was. Yes. He's also the guy who tortures Picard in fucking that episode. Where he's oh, like, yeah. Oh, lights. shit, it is. Oh, man, this this movie's loaded with white people. <laughs> That's funny. Full lights! <laughs> like, the guy that plays Sutter Kane, I did not realize how much... It's Jurgen Prock now. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's in a bunch of shit. Like oh, I yeah. said, he was a Nazi soldier in the movie I watched last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, he was in Beer Fest. I saw it. I was like, that's oh, right. got, it's the, the granddad. Grandpapa. <laughs> fucking Vigo was in it, the guy who shot himself. Yeah, there was Vigo. Yeah. I fucking forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I oh, <laughs> By the way, I made a mistake. Like, I was watching it, I was like, is that Terry Gilliam? The guy who d- directed the 12 Monkeys movie? It wasn't. It was <laughs> fucking Vigo from Ghostbusters. They have similar faces and, and had long hair like he did in the movie. Uh, Fair enough. He has a distinct voice, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I want to talk about? A lot of HP Lovecraft stuff in this. But all the Lovecraftian like tentacles and shit. Yeah, it's all cosmic horror nonsense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The extra-dimensional nonsense. This is the end of of what John Carpenter calls his apocalypse trilogy, yes, which is the thing and uh, Prince of Darkness and this, and they all loosely have H.P. Lovecraftian inspirations in them. This one's probably got the most though. Mm-hmm. Well, this one's the most blatant by by a country mile. Yeah. Well, doesn't all three kind of like in the setting? Which, by the way, I like what John Carpenter does. Like, there's like an apocalypse happening within the story that is being played in the movie, but it's not the main concern. Because I think Prince of Darkness had a little like uh, the end of the world, devil shit, evil uh, is breaking out. Uh, yeah. The, th- world the thing is obviously aliens taking over in a way kind of thing going on. And then you have uh, in the mouth of madness because there's something going on at the end because some type of apocalypse, right? Because when he gets out of the, uh, the nutty house, like everybody's gone. It looked like something came and destroyed everything. All three of them are also about, uh, fear of the unknown becoming, uh, no, a tangible terror. <laughs> like, there's always like fear of the un- like we fear that which we don't know, but sometimes it turns out like, oh, you were scared of nothing. All three of these stories are about no, the unknown is terrifying, and it will literally end you, and it will make itself known. Yeah, the guy who plays Sutter Kane Jergen, and I don't know how to say his last name. Procknow. Yeah, Procknow. On IMDb, it says Jergen. Prongchow, uh, Sutter Kane as as Jer- Jurgen Prockman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? He played himself. <laughs> also, did you notice, like in the credits, uh, they didn't list Sam Neill among like the characters and actors, and they didn't list uh, whoever played Linda Styles either. Mm-hmm. It's like they weren't really. <laughs> they didn't kind exist. of weird meta thing, yeah. Yeah. The, the movie poster in the movie as well. It has their names on it. But the rest of it is the real life cast and crew, producer, director, everything else of the movie. Yeah, I didn't notice that the last few times I watched this movie. Uh, I've watched it like maybe three or four times, but yeah. I actually I paused it so I could read it. So I like paused it and was like looking on the screen and reading it. But I was watching it on the web browser on Amazon, and you know when you pause it on Amazon, it shows all the the little. Um, 
factoids on the left side of the screen. One of them was the movie poster reads, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, oh, oh that's convenient. This is a waste of my time. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, another uh, cameo, uh, the paper boy was played by Hayden Christensen. Yeah, the one really? where yeah. yeah, the one where he like yeah appears at the crossroads there and then the kid Oh yeah, so which way to town? Yeah. yeah, take the highway that way. Have you been in an accident? Wow. He's like Yeah. <laughs> 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 he didn't know what to say. <laughs> he should have told should have told the kid to take the high ground. Oh I can't oh. tell myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you an angel? <laughs> <laughs> Would you? Uh, I think the one thing that kind of freaked me out, and you're probably gonna laugh, is the, the painting. Like every time the paint, like you turned around and looked at the painting, there was something different. Uh, I don't know what freaks me out about that, and just in general, like it's like, is it gonna pop out? What's happening? Moving paintings or paintings that change, or picture photos or whatever that do that is like an old horror gag. It's like come from like since the beginning of horror movies hey, you um, ever been to the haunted mansion in disneyland no you ever see house on the haunted hill yeah or, or anything like that yeah that's i don't know it's like it's an old trick that just works it bugs you uh, it doesn't matter who you are <laughs> it, when he goes to the basement uh i had that resident evil 7 gut feeling of maya like charging at me because when he goes to like the old lady in the hotel, well, he's like, I don't know, she's a tentacle, uh, beating up her husband or killing him or whatever or raping she's him. A tentacle monster. She's yeah. tentacle raping him with an axe. <laughs> with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talking about you see under the door and all that cosmic spaghetti falls down. It's like, yes. Yeah, yeah that's when he, he went back to his bedroom or the, the hotel room. and Styles was in the bathroom. Yeah. He's just like, oh. Oh, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> it just, it just leaves. Yeah, or when Styles is like, Sutter Kane written me to kiss you, and it starts kissing him while he's there. He says me. it'll be good for the book. Yeah. 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 It's good for the book. I, I, for, get, I forgot about that part you. where she, like, turns herself upside down and walks on all fours. Like, oh, yeah. Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt shit, except it's, like, worse. Yeah, because it's like, you can't possibly do that. Cause yeah, like, she, or she turns her head around backwards. Yeah, it was kind of like, it's really creepy, and I was creeped out, and the sound effects make it creepy. But also, like, you can just see what it is. It's like a contortionist just standing weird with a mask on the back of their head. I don't know. It's I, I was creeped out, but I was also like, well, that looks silly. You wouldn't be saying that if you watched it on VHS in 1994. Yeah, no, that 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 would probably help. But yeah, I'm watching it in high definition, so. So, every time somebody went up to John Trent and they're just like Sutter Kane sees you, is that like meta of like Sutter Kane being like, "Oh, I am thinking of this character or putting in my book." That's how he sees you. Am I like thinking that right? It could be him dropping hints. Hey, brother, you're a fix- you're a figment of my imagination. I rolled my fu- I I'll tell you the one thing that rolled my fucking eyes to oblivion is when he's looking at the covers and he like makes a a, a map. map. Yeah, and I was like, he fuck makes you. A little New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah, I was like, how the fuck would you like leap to that fucking conclusion? Yeah, I I couldn't even like really figure out what he had done. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like somebody wrote that. I, and then he combines all the covers and it looks like New Hampshire. And they were like trying to film it and they're like, what? <laughs> uh, 
I've heard like Sam Neill actually loved working on this movie and other actors because they all like stood around Charlton Heston of his like 1940s movie era war stories. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> but probably Planet of the Apes stuff he probably talked about and other things that he's done. Uh, but I found that as a fun fact. You know, something else subtly, uh, I'm not sure about this. This could just be me, like, overthinking it. But I wonder if, like, everybody that was, like, a significant character in this movie that had some kind of speaking part, with the exception of, like, the old lady receptionist at the hotel, uh, I think they were all foreign, except her and Charlton Heston. Mm -hmm. I don't know, if you pay attention, everybody speaks kind of strangely. Like they they don't sound normal. Like Sam Neill's not trying hard to have an American accent here. Um, Linda Stiles does not sound very American. It sounds like she slips a few times. Jurgen Prock now's Jurgen. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, what about Happy Gilmore's mother? You know the lady running the hotel. That's what he said. The old lady that was on. Yeah, I, I excluded okay. her. Yeah, and I think that might have been the intention. Oh, she's so normal. Except well, for when she's like. Is it implied it's like her husband? What is she kicking? Who That's is her husband. husband. Is it her husband? Yeah. Because she says it bothers my husband. And then she like kicks him. And it's like. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. Payoff. So. They make the, the reference though that she, in the book, she's actually this demonic thing that like ends up ch- chopping her husband up to pieces and then eating him or something like yeah. that. So like, that makes sense. Although I always was a little weird. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to handcuff my, my weird bony ass little ankle to your naked body and drag you around but then turns out she's also a spaghetti monster so we can do <laughs> what yeah it just made me wonder if something was at play there with you know how everybody sounds like it's like a low-key psychological trick or something <laughs> well i mean there's a bunch of characters where they kind of like throw them in there and you kind of like obviously Sutter Kane's assistant comes like <laughs> fucking crashing down in the diner. Have you, have you do you read Sutter Kane? Yeah, and then you she have double pupils. Yeah, and then then you have the the cop guy. Like every time he goes near the poster, he like rips it a little bit, but he doesn't go all the way. And then he like turns the corner, and like the cop is beating someone up. And then he's like, "Get out of here!" I'm paraphrasing. You want some? You next? Buddy? Yeah. yeah, buddy. And I don't know what that symbolizes, or was it just a thing that just happens? Well, it's just like a stupid thing to say. It's just things are getting worse out there. But this movie also plays out like you're you're watching, you're watching it as if someone just directly tried to film or direct a book scene for scene within a within a film of a book. Like that's all thing. It's meta. Like even how. Even how they play out the start of the film, that's exactly how like a backstory for like a, a an old like noir or like sleuth film would start would be like, oh, I'm an investigator, and they give you very clear like demonstration of how good he is. Like he calls the other guys like, ah, I'm the best. And then oh, I got a case I can't figure out. Like that's how that would lay out. Like they lay that out, and, and, and there are a lot of tropes with it, and that's the whole point, I think, because it's supposed to be framed like box in a box type of thing. Uh, which is why it drives you crazy at the end. You're like, was, was he even real? Yeah. And is that how the book's supposed to end? Or am, did he get written into the book because it's horror? Like, it's a loop. So. 
Well, it it, it kind of like reminds me, and I know the show came out after this movie, but it reminds me of Black Mirror. Um, if you ever watch one of the episodes, some of the episodes where you have these digital beings, right, in a game. But, like, when the game gets turned off, what happens to these digital beings? They, they like, live in this world. They think that they're alive. And, oh, yeah, Wreck-It Ralph. I watched that. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> Re- reboot is what he's describing. Describing reboot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Toy Story, but on a microchip. Yes. <laughs> but, like, Black Mirror goes, like, deep, deep into it. Kind of like Twilight Zone shit like that. And, uh... Kind of like the toys in the the, the, the little uh, tub thing. I forgot the name of the episode in the Twilight Zone, where they're all... Just... Oh, yeah, uh, seven characters in search of an exit, I think. Or yeah. Six yeah. characters, whichever. It, kind it, has of... a cool, it has a cool title, but I can't remember how many characters, though. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. Like, they think they're real. And, like, obviously, you look at the, you know, the Vigo guy who shot himself. He's, like, he's self-aware that he's in this story, but he's written this way to kill himself. Uh, and then obviously Styles is like, oh, I'm in love with, uh, you know, make the story interesting like that. Uh, the only person that doesn't believe he's in there because he, he questions it throughout the whole movie is like reality. This is reality. What the fuck are you talking about? This is not a Sutter Kane reality. This is real. This is reality. Yeah. I like when he throws the fucking glass <laughs> in the bar at Vigo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is reality. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, well, time for me to go. Yeah. <laughs> night, night forever. <laughs> what? Yeah. And what was with the kids, by the way? Because if you look at the dog, the dog was running away from the kids, and then like another part, the dog has three legs and it's like a limp. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he ate his leg. I just, yes, he yeah. wrote creepy yeah. stuff. The kids also like had like weird like blistering all over, like they were being eaten by weird cosmic space impetigo. So like, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. Your mommy, let's movie play. It's clearly just there to be creepy, mm-hmm. and it doesn't like resolve. And I guess that makes it more creepy. But it's like if you picked up a shitty paperback horror book that's still like kind of good to read, but it didn't explain it unresolved. No, it's like if you went to Goodwill and you picked up three shitty paperback books, and then you like ripped a third out of each of them and read that. Yeah, I put it together, and then you have a Dean Koontz novel. Oh, that's oh, damn. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, <laughs> uh, we call it. I, I just imagine John Carpenter being like, I just want to make fun of Stephen King. He's just going to be in this fucking other reality in a church with a bunch of fucking dogs attacking people. <laughs> they're, they're buddies. You yeah. know that, right? The two of them. Are, are they really? They're yeah, no. Drinking it and they were after, like around and like after Carpenter ad- uh, adapted uh, Christine. They were friends. They stayed in touch. They hang out. They write. They call. That's cool. So when he made this movie, he was talking to him, and I guess he like wanted him to write it or something. King didn't have time, or so. I don't remember what the the rest of that story is. But like, I mean, the dude writes goddamn three books a month. He couldn't have written a, a screenplay. Come on, but no, he wasn't. He was unavailable. Yeah, he, Even though it's all clearly supposed to be like a. I mean, I'm not even gonna say thinly veiled. Like, it's there's not even a veil. It's just like about Stephen King style novel. Actually, timeline wise, I, I have to look real fast. Let me see when. I think it came out during that time. <laughs> it was it? before that. It? It, it the book. It was well Which before it? that. No, <laughs> I wanted to see when the Dark Tower, the very first Dark Tower book, had come out. 
trying to gauge how much cocaine uh, he was on at the time. Or, uh, he was on tons worry, of cocaine. I, I feel, feel like he was like pretty deep in that. And the problem too is like I remember reading it. Um, there's like this really like one of the I have like a collector thing of the Gunslinger, and he has a really large like uh, a forward in it um, where he talks about like some of the trials of trying to develop that series because he had this big problem. I mean, a lot of I'm sure a lot of authors do where he would write something and then but then have to go finish another project and then come back to it and go, oh, I hate this. I got to fix all these things or oh, I got to add this and do this. And he kept changing and it took forever to write this. Like it was his um, uh, magnum opus. Like he wanted this to be the big thing, but he kept changing. <coughs> it took, took a long time to finish the series. I just wonder if I knew that was one of the theories of the time he was stuck in it when they were trying to film this or something. That makes sense. Because there was a bit, pretty big gap. I was looking there between book three and four. There's, um, there's a pretty large gap of time from when they get released, and I think that's probably what it was. But I, I, again, I'm speculating. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I don't have other things. To, like, one, you really can't explain the plot of this movie because you just you go in a circle, and it's not... Like, you have to watch it yourself. Um, I'm at a thing... Like, the monster that was chasing him down the hallway was terrifying. Uh, I like the whole visual look of... The hole in the wall, but like on the other side is like the book. And What's like, something crazy. you didn't like, I guess I, when he made the map, like I rolled my eyes a little bit. Um, <laughs> I yeah, it's meta. It's, it's all tropes. I think yeah. that's, like it's yeah. like the book. It's literally making fun of itself about how books make, uh, how books do that. They conveniently have a way that something just put, comes together. Like it's making fun of itself in a way. I, I kind of like it, but I, I get why someone else wouldn't. Um, I wanted to bring up something else. Andy, you mentioned about the the uh, the three films we were talking about before the the uh, this apocalypse trilogy, and the theme that all of them have was about the whole fear of the unknown. Another thing that all three of these films have is indoctrination of some kind, or some type of like uh, I wouldn't say copycat or brainwashing of some kind. Yeah, there's yeah, whether it's like you become the host of something. Um. Prince of Darkness, same thing happens. You become a host of the devil, his like influence, and then he, he's controlling you. And then it's kind of the same thing here. Just like, well, is it actually just a cult thing? Like you're taken over because he like indoctrinates you with like the power of the book, or is it all characters anyway? So it doesn't matter. I, that's that's its own weirdness to figure out, but but yeah, it's pretty neat. What do you think he's feeling, by the way, at the end when he's laughing? You think he just. Hey. He's going mad. He's yeah. crazy. It's, it's yeah. It's it's, it's literally the title of the, the the movie in the mouth of madness. He's he's laugh crying. Mm. Yeah, he's he's went nuts. Yeah, and I heard all of uh, Sutter Kane's books are just like playoffs of H.P. Lovecraft books. By the way, yeah, like yeah. the titles are they're similar to his some of his titles for his books and shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you think about like if you just describe very briefly describe the ending, the man is now all alone, and he was in a psych ward because he thought like something demonic was going to try to kill him. He gets released to find that everyone is gone, and he sees a movie that's playing about himself that then proceeds to play all the scenes of the things that led up to the events of him getting put into committed to the insane asylum because he went crazy. And he's just lost his mind because he doesn't even know if it's real or not. And he's the last person on earth. So who knows? So I, it, like that's 
That's the end of the movie. There's some that, fighting somewhere, according to the radio man. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, but it's just insanity. So mm-hmm. I like that they cut out the scene where he has to go figure out how to use a film projector. <laughs> oh, was that actually something? No, I, I don't know. It's just the, the movie's playing, <laughs> and obviously it's already been started because he's like walking down the the aisle in the middle of the first scene. So to me, that means he had to go upstairs and figure out how to like get it to go because no one's there to start the projector. Yeah. That's, That's the way it was written. That for him. It, was way, it was written to be playing as he came in because God's will. Mm. Where you get that popcorn? Is he God. popping himself? Sutter Kane put it in his hands. And on, on the fifth day, he created popcorn. I, <laughs> Did you know his favorite color is blue? And in the sixth day, he <laughs> said, let there be butter. <laughs> I actually thought about making a, a bowl of popcorn and eating it while we watch this and just laughing randomly, but I mm. didn't have it in me. Yeah, but uh, other than that, like, what did you guys didn't like about it? Uh, I fucking hate the sound design in this movie. What? I, it's just, uh, like, they're, it, it does that thing. The thing does it once or twice, but in this movie they do it like five or six times where there's like a loud noise when there's something on the screen, you know, to, to like scare you a little bit. That that's fine. That doesn't bother me too much. But it's like super loud. So I like, oh, I'm gonna bump the volume down a little bit. And then I can't hear anyone talking. And a lot of nineties movies do that. I think it's just the way the technology was at the time, but god damn it, it was really getting on my nerves. Because <laughs> I'd yeah, I'd like turn it down, I couldn't hear anyone. So I turn it up so I can hear people, and then it's like BAM it like blows me out of the room. It's like oh, god damn it. Yeah, I just turned it up and left it there. Fuck it. <laughs> I wanted to hear what everybody was saying. I guess the only other thing I don't really like is like, like I said, it's all this like half threads that don't really finish, but that's kind of the theme of the movie. Cause at the end there's no, like he doesn't defeat evil. He doesn't, you know, he, that's the nothing, nothing happens. He just, he's the last sane person in a crazy world. Like uh, what's your face was saying at the beginning, like when the crazy people are the majority, then only the sane are, something whatever she said and that that comes to pass and he just goes mad yeah that's like literary <laughs> foreshadowing or something i like when the customer comes out with the book and he's like well then you're gonna see this coming he takes out an axe and kills him <laughs> i was like man and then it like cuts to the movie theater like the cuts in this movie was kind of weird too where it seemed like something happened and but like the time like when he was in the padded room I, I thought that time felt like, what, maybe an hour? But, like, the whole fucking room, and including himself, was all crosses and shit? Or was was that, like... How a... did he get all those crosses drawn with just one black crayon, by the way? And who gave it him a crayon? Just one. Well, that's say... what he said. Did he ask for anything? And the guy says, yes, just one black crayon. Maybe he didn't actually draw them all. <clears throat> maybe Sutter Kane wrote it that that black crayon just lasts forever. Yeah. Magic crayon. It was the will of the shadow man that showed up there in his, his little isolated padded room. I don't know. One thing I didn't like too much, but then thinking about it now, it's like it's that whole meta thing, so I don't know if I'm overthinking it. It's like now I kind of like it. Uh, they clearly give you the premise of what's going to happen at the start, but I do feel like in the like early stages to the middle of the movie, it plods along a little bit until you really get to the meat of, oh, yeah, I'm God, and I can write everything in this book and and change whatever. But there's like this little part that just like seems like it just feels like it just kind of just pulls you through. But actually, a lot of books 
like this in this genre would do the same thing. So I don't know, again, if it's just making fun of those types of books or not. It's like, mm, just keep reading it. It'll get spooky. Uh, but I, I don't know. Uh uh Linda Styles when she when you first see her in the movie the way she's like standing behind Trent was a little weird to me um and then like she got like so close at some point just where she was standing and i know uh it was written that she was there probably again this is all meta but at the same time if she wasn't there it kind of like proves like you know she was standing right behind Trent was she there? Was was it all part of Trent's mind in some way? Because he's losing his mind. But then again, that's where the meta part comes in, and I just fucking don't know. And I think that's what it's written to be: is that you're in this madness with the character, uh, and mm-hmm. you're you're part of the ride. Uh, but at, oh, by the way, uh, intro not synth music. By the way, uh, now it's rock and roll. New, yeah, I like that song too. Yeah, new sound. It was John Carpenter's music, which is something else I like about this movie. Yeah. And and it kind of, like, foreshadows it in the beginning as well, because, like, the the uh, intro is the cover of the book <laughs> being made. So it's like, yeah. oh. It's weird, though. I swear it's showing two different books in different cuts. Maybe it's just too quick, but, uh, like, at first I thought it said... Uh, whatever at Hobbs End, and then I thought it said in the mouth of madness, and I thought it was cutting back and forth. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's cool, whatever it is. It's just well, and it it comes from the sequel of that book, right? Because they end up in the town, and I guess maybe Sutter Kane thought of this Trent character while he came into town. I guess you could say like when they enter the town, you're entering entering the brain of uh, Sutter Kane, in a way. The place is apparently fake, according to the the lady at the government play wherever the hell he was dude he screams at her <laughs> yeah, he uh he gets a little animated <laughs> but uh yeah i mean i i liked it i i won't say this is john carpenter's best but like this is really meta enough to me like oh it's interesting made me watch it a second time but i i recommend it what about you guys yeah same it's uh it's clearly not john carpenter at the height of his power or anything but it's a good movie uh there's some pretty solid acting in it soundtrack's fun um it's 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 a neat movie i like it i recommend it too Jazz, what about you yeah solid recommendation it's i can't really say anything more than what you guys have already said so ditto and zach what about you yeah really good movie uh i'd argue it's probably one of his more underappreciated ones people don't really talk about this one a whole lot well people that want a straightforward you know a and b storyline the the, they're gonna disappoint those people because they're gonna be like what what happened why is he watching the movie of himself at the end it doesn't make any sense i'm sure all of the the critical um you know, poo-pooing in the 90s from this movie was, oh, the ending isn't satisfying. Oh, there's not a big dramatic... Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. I was going to bring that up, too. This was another movie he did where the critical reception was just... You had people like Roger D. were giving it, like, two out of four stars, saying, like, really didn't realize the full potential of the script. I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) It sounds like you just didn't like it, which is, like, a whole other thing. Uh... There's a difference between not liking something and then explaining why it doesn't work. <laughs> but uh, then 
Uh, there was a yeah, there was some stuff for some people thought. I don't know if anybody will get this movie, and then yeah, later on, it's kind of built a reputation. It's catching up. Got that cult classic at this point. Yeah, Prince of Darkness has already crossed that line. He's had he had a few movies that didn't quite reach it yet that were still kind of unknown or people weren't talking about him. And but both of those have kind of come back. Yeah, I think that's why I immediately watched that after this. Um, okay, that's that's what I thought. Um, but uh, yeah, I immediately watched uh, Prince of Darkness right after. It was like, oh, these kind of fit together. But yeah, Prince of Darkness, is, I, I just liked it a little more, but in a different Me too. Different yeah, I like way. Prince of Darkness better as well. Yeah. Donald Pleasant, by the way, was in that movie. Correct. Yeah. And he's also on Halloween. Also correct. Yeah. But uh, b- before we get into Chaz's uh, movie uh, theme for November, we have some ranking to do. And this is going to be a big ranking. A big ranking. Um, because I, there is some different from me and Andy as what I see in the Google Doc. So I'll go first from nine all the way to one. At number nine, I have House. That's because of my personal reasons. Uh, at number eight, I have Club Threat Dread. Uh, <laughs> Club Threat Club Shit. I I don't like comedy a lot, a lot, but I I you know I like the movie. It was okay. Um, Candyman twenty twenty one. I put Candyman 2 and Andy yeah. fixed it for me. Uh, I fixed it. Yeah, oh. I didn't fix it, but I saw you put Candyman 2. I was going to let it ride. I was like, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> uh, number six, I have Hellraiser 2. Number five, I have Phantasm 2. I just think Phantasm 2 is better structure movie than Hellraiser, in my opinion. Uh, number four, I have In the Mouth of Madness. Number three, I have The Lighthouse. Number two, Annihilation. Number one, The Thing. Andy, what about you? Uh, Club Dread number nine, it's it's a fine movie, but I don't know if I'll ever see it again. Uh, Hellbound, Hellraiser two at number eight, Phantasm two at number seven. I agree with Dubs. I think it's a little bit better. Uh, Candyman from twenty twenty one at number six. I struggled to put In the Mouth of Madness at number five, House at number four, Annihilation at three, The Lighthouse at two, and The Thing at one. <laughs> I already told everyone The Thing's my favorite horror movie, so surprise. <laughs> Andy, we are nine for nine. Oh, for I'll just real? say to everyone, we literally have the exact same nine. <laughs> I was like, what are we really going to? And I thought when you were about to say it, I thought you were going to say that you put uh, Mouth of Madness at four. But yeah, I, I literally have the exact same list. Okay, so, so I'll, well, there I'll, you go. We know, we know what Chaz is. I'll just copy and paste Sandy's picks, and I'll yeah. just put it where yours are. <laughs> yep. So we don't need to go through yours. So Zach's, uh, what is your pick? Picks. Okay. There they are. Uh, number nine is Club Dread. Uh, 4.7 out of 10. It doesn't, <laughs> mean it's a bad, it doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It just means it's average. It's, it's a little, it's, a little average. Average. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Candyman 2021, number eight, 4.8 out of 10. Uh, Phantasm 2, 7, 6.9 out of 10. House, House at 6, 7.4 out of 10. Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, 7.8 out of 10. In the Mouth of Madness at 4, 8.3 out of 10. Annihilation at 3, 8.7 out of 10. Lighthouse at 2, 8.9 out of 10. Thing is 1, 9 out of 10. Well, yeah. we agree on number 1, so that's a good starting point. And I'm con- <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm conceding with Club Dread at number 9, by the way. 
Yeah, pretty much. The rest yeah. of us all have house higher than than the bottom the two. Other. Oh, I had a funny story real quick about house. Uh, you got anyone who watches the video version of this podcast? If you saw the episode where we discussed house, I was wearing a house T-shirt that I got from the com. I wore it recently this last weekend to a Renaissance fair in Ohio. I got complimented on it no less than four times. A bunch of movie dorks walking around the Ren, Ren fair. Who knew? <laughs> who knew they the same circles? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I have ha- I have house at number nine. Andy and Chaz have house at number four, and Zach has house at number six. It's the kind of thing like if house goes lower, I get it. I like house a lot, but mm. it's not a fantastic movie or anything. Yeah, I feel like I'd have a hard time conceding my top three. I'm really surprised you ranked house over in the mouth of Madness, Andy. You're going to have to explain that one to me. That was and the hardest got, one. It's got a weird vibe, but it's cool. I started in the other direction, but it kind of came down to... Um, Sometimes I'll choose stuff for the show just because it makes conversation more interesting. Basically, I've already got John Carpenter at number one. And yeah. I, I think that's kind of what it boils down to is like if I ranked John Carpenter movies, it would be like everything from the 80s and then some other shit and then In the Mouth of Madness eventually. Like like I said earlier, it's not exactly him at the height of his power and there's stuff I have problems with, like some of the unresolved plot threads and uh, the sound design. And uh, House has a lot of problems, but I feel like all the problems in House complement the overall bonkersness of it. And it's just a personal preference. I like Japanese film. I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna dodge that anymore. I just like, I'm a weeb, but just like Japanese shit, I guess. So, whatever. That's pretty much it. John Carpenter is still one of my favorite directors of all time. Absolutely. And like I said, The Thing is my favorite horror movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm not casting any shade Carpenter's way. It's just, no way. yeah, yeah that, 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 that's is. the direction I went today. House, like, again, I don't know. I just had a lot of fun watching that movie. Me too. I, I, I just, it. I really, I really liked watching it. I, I don't know, and it's just different from anything else on this list in exactly. terms of how how it hits. I, I, I like that, so I, that's why it stuck out to me. Um, I had the exact same problem as you. I, I don't think it was any harder than picking a spot between four and five than it was for any other. So, like, I easily felt like how I listed everything is where it fit, except for four and five. Uh, they were the closest to switch. So, I, I could see if we needed to slide house down a little further or two. But I feel like my top three. I feel very firm about my top three, and yeah, let's let's do the top lower three. I hate to do everything in reverse order, but it, um, Dubs has Annihilation at two, then Lighthouse. But the rest of us have Lighthouse, then Annihilation. Dubs, do you want to make it a, a, any kind of defense for Annihilation at two? Because I was kind of close on that one. I just overall kind of it com- Lighthouse does more interesting stuff to me. Yeah, Lighthouse is fine. There's a lot of symbols. There's a lot of allegories and shit. Uh, I Annihilation is more of a personal reason because it has that like that sci-fi element uh, of this alien creature consuming uh, environments on Earth uh, and like messing with the DNA. Where like <laughs> one second you're just like. I'm suicidal. I'm cutting myself, and I just walk around the corner, and I turn into like these bush people, <laughs> like I turn into a bush. And then you have like the the bear that is like it opens the mouth and says "Help me." And then you have the alligator that like has double teeth and probably doesn't know how to chew on his fucking uh, people. That's why he had a hard time chewing on that lady. That's why he's uh, so ornery. Yeah, and I don't know. I I it made me think. 
more in Annihilation than Lighthouse. But that's about, about uh, kind of like what's going on, where they're at, because both are near a lighthouse, right? <laughs> Which is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, lighthouse could be purgatory um, in, in, the, in the lighthouse movie, and Annihilation, I guess, could be another uh, kind of like purgatory in a way. Stuck in this world of it's damnation, it's yeah, like fractal areas and stuff. I don't know. It's more of a personal. I'm willing to concede. Lighthouse at number two, uh, and Annihilation at number three. I'm not good at debates because my ranking is more personal on my level. But oh, I like it. I like I like the debates. No, yeah. I think that sort of makes things <laughs> interesting. I, I, I'll say this. I actually think like just raw. Like minute to minute, if I'm just purely ranking movies across the board, not like horror versus whatever genre, I actually think Annihilation edges Lighthouse just slightly as an overall movie. I actually really liked that movie a lot. Uh, I really liked the soundtrack and stuff, but I, I think my I think it stuck with me it was like I had a hard time ranking it over that because well, I still don't see this quite as a horror movie. Uh, it just it doesn't spit to me in that same category, I guess, for as easily as it does for you guys. So that's why I was like, well, I gotta at least have these other two movies over. Well, I feel like very easily these three movies were above, by far above uh, the other films. Like they were the better films. But aside from that, like I'm looking at them, nitpicking a little, but I just gave it to the other. And again, if we had a good argument, I I could go either way on on two and three. As long as those are the top three, it's very unanimous. We're we're picking the thing as number one. So that that's, that's another thing those two movies have in common is people try to say they aren't horror movies. People say that about the lighthouse all the goddamn time. I don't know how the lighthouse. Is I roll my movie. eyes every time they say that's that. not even a debate. <laughs> that's just a, that's just a smooth brain. Like that, ask that person to do like. 10 word math problems after they ask you that, and then we'll talk about where they're at intelligence wise. And as I was like, really mean and, uh, about it, but really, though, like that, that's a horror movie. I don't think that's a horror <coughs> thing. Uh, Annihilation's a little more loose, but I guess it's, and I think that's all depending on what scope of where you put it. And you guys also had me even think about it last week, and when we talked about it, and I thought, okay, well, I can concede, okay, it fits in this specific like type or compartment of it. It's just not what I think of when I'm typically watching it. But uh, but no, I, I don't think there's a, a debate uh, about The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse, if you don't think The Lighthouse is a horror movie, then you weren't paying attention when you watched it. It's a psychological horror movie. Well, that's what well it is. Anyway, I mean, as far as our rank, as far as the Big Trouble in Little Podcast official ranking goes, I, I think we're going to go with Lighthouse just because we outnumber dubs. And he even said he's willing to concede yeah. it. Um, yeah, obviously, I love Annihilation. I'm the one who chose it. I made a very impassioned... I, I selected it for our our private movie night group as well, and typed up a whole thing about oh, I love this movie. It gives me such a fucking film boner. I love it. Oh my God. <laughs> but makes me all sad, and then I'm happy that I'm sad. <laughs> ultimately, I think the Lighthouse is a greater triumph of horror filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay, we 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 agree. We are on the same page. You said it more eloquently than I did. Okay, all right, so. so I gotta, I gotta say this. Since I'm giving you guys the lighthouse, I want house at number eight. Hey, no <laughs> fucking yeah. way. No, house does not go at number eight. No higher. I'm gonna break out long. the math. No, hi <laughs> no higher there's, there's than. No way the house goes below six. No, it doesn't make any sense that it would go below six if two of us have it at four. I'll go halfway seven. 
That's not halfway. Halfway is six. No. <laughs> Can Max you... straight up has it at six. Chaz and I both have it at four. Yeah, that, that, those average. Like if we just do it from a point standpoint, it's gonna put it above that. Like that would argue that it might stay at six or five. Also, I, I feel... all the same shit that I just said about Lighthouse. It's a, it's a it's a more interesting take on horror filmmaking. That all applies to House. Everything else, like uh, you know, Hellraiser, Phantasm, Candyman. I liked all those movies. I enjoyed them. I can see myself watching them all again. But all of them are very okay. This is a horror movie. This is this is just a dumb slasher movie that I would have watched when I was a freshman in high school. Like this is just another of the same nonsense. House, on the other hand, is completely unlike anything you've ever seen. It's very interesting. It's very colorful, and yet it's it's also a horror movie. That's crazy. Also, that soundtrack and the guy gets turned into bananas. You got to give me that one. Yeah, I, I feel like if we started playing the piano, maybe Dubs would change his mind. Do you think, no. you think if we started playing it? No. I can do it for it. I can just make it. All right, back to eight. <laughs> I was giving you seven, now you got eight. <laughs> that song's annoying, but what about the rest of the soundtrack? What about Kung Fu's... Uh... Oh, that, that's, that's, the best, that's the best song. But that song's supposed to be annoying. It's supposed to be annoying to the point that it's unsettling. That's how they get you. It's it, it's it's an unnerving thing. I, yeah, I I won't I won't concede that House goes below six. It, it has a witch cat that can. I think it doors. has to at least be six. Now, Dubs, I will I will give you free reign on wherever else you want to move stuff anywhere else for the rest of the list. Uh, you, you put uh, Club Dread at four and and Candyman at nine. I don't give a shit. But house has to be at least six or higher. I kind of think that too. Like, yeah. unless you can tell us why it should go lower. Oh no! Because I haven't heard anything except I want it to be lower. Oh, I was just doing because I gave you guys lighthouse, but yeah, whatever. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Look, right, right. Shit, I'll give you annihilation at two if that if that means we keep house at six because that just makes sense to me. But Candyman I, at yeah. number eight, right? Is that we're all. Green as well. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, honestly, I mean, uh, I'm not gonna walk back what I just said. You, like you I said, it. Candyman, Fat- Phantasm, and Hellbound, Hellraiser two. I liked all of them, but all of them had similar like it's just a slasher movie kind of feel. And they aren't even all just slasher movies. I know, like I don't want people coming after me. Slasher movie, it's one but. They all had kind of similar story beats, so if they all got shuffled, I'm not going to get upset. I don't think Phantasm is a slasher movie. No, it's not, but it's got the same kind of, like, uh, quality of storytelling, and it's just a bunch of kills and interesting nonsense. I would defend, I think I would defend that Candyman's a little more, but the problem is, is we've talked, one of the faults of the film is it didn't get enough time to flesh out some of the other things that it was trying to reach into, so then it just kind of spreads too thin, and then it plays out that way. Yeah. Like, there are some elements of that that are a lot neater. Like, I know you guys don't want to go in. I, I like the idea that it plays into the the, the horrors of, of history in terms of humanity and, and race and different stuff. Like, that stuff to me is interesting, but not... But again, they don't go into that enough. They they just go, oh, well, it's a slasher. We just kill all races. It doesn't matter. It's like they want to they wanted just... Hey, look! Look what we did. We included this historical nonsense in our horror movie, <laughs> and, and everyone's supposed to be like, "Oh, yes, good job." But it's like, no, use that. Make a good story. You know, they're gonna like, reboot the Leprechaun next year, but the Leprechaun's a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not really Leprechaun it's on like, Fire yes, Island. I don't know. You used, you used Candyman <laughs> as a vehicle, and that's not really what Candyman was. That's that. That's why I didn't care for it as much. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, and a Trojan horse thing. 
I think I'm on that Jordan Peterson high right now. Peel? Uh, Peel? Jordan Peel? God damn it. <laughs> you mean the, the newscaster for what? <laughs> My name is uh, Jordan Peterson, and uh, I want to tell you about Hitler. Uh, anyway. Uh, the sons of bitches will never control my car. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it when he gets mad. It's amazing. <laughs> it just gets upset. All right. So how is that number six has to split Hellraiser and Phantasm 2? So what will Phantasm 2 be at? Uh, will it be number five or will it be at number seven? I think Phantasm 2 is a better movie than Hellraiser 2, and I will explain my reasoning. Uh, Hellraiser 2 is interesting, but I feel like it's becoming a sequel to a movie that ne- wasn't necessarily written to have a sequel. Phantasm 2 is the sequel to a movie that begged to have a sequel. Like, there was more to be told. The stuff that happens in Phantasm 2 is more interesting. Because, oh, we got to go after the tall man. Oh, I got to put on my bookie down hat and get my quadruple shotgun. We're going to go get the some bitch. But in Hellraiser 2, it's just like, uh, also, there's more puzzle boxes, I guess. And there's a crazy guy, and he's running the asylum, and he wants to be a monster. He's a monster now, and he's a weirdly designed monster, and he kills all the monsters you like. My- like it's a fun movie. It's a fun adventure. I just think Phantasm 2 is is definitively better than Hellraiser 2. But that's my opinion. My my opinion is what I like about Phantasm 2 over Hellraiser is one, the fucking, we need to fucking track down this tall man and they do like this 80s montage creating weapon shit, which I loved. Uh, and I, I love the special effects, especially when the thing was on the back of that lady. Um, has that John Carpenter 80s uh, special effects stuff going on. Now, Hellraiser has that as well, but my problem with Hellraiser 2 is that it goes into, like, oh, this is hell and this is purgatory, and I do like the set where, you know, they show hell, and it's, like, that maze thing. That's cool. That's, like, my favorite part. Yeah, but my my thing, it turns, like, into, like, a Half-Life, <laughs> like, fucking boss battle. It does! You, I, that, I hadn't realized that at the time. That is totally, like, a Half-Life kind of fight. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on here? Because I liked Hellraiser 1 more than Hellraiser 2, and it just got silly. Now, Phantasm 2 gets silly, but it's self-aware silly. That's what that, it needed. Yeah. That's exactly the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't know what you're so- saying until you watch Hellraiser 3. This is another one of those things. It's like where Chaz was like, I hate Tomorrow Never Dies. Fuck bullshit. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then we watched the next one. He was like, oh, my God. Tomorrow <laughs> Never Dies is brilliant. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that I don't think that the fact that the next sequel of, of a film already that has a bunch of flaws, like falling off the face of it being really bad, is going to justify it being ranked higher than a movie that was that was just better than it already. That makes sense. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just uh, saying what he was saying was like, it's silly. I'm like, no, you don't know what silly is yet. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, no, those, those movies get way out there. But I mean, like, I I, I agree with the I agree with Dubs and, and Andy for all the points they'd already made. Plus, I already again conceded Dubs. Whatever you say, I've I've agreed with. Oh yeah, I guess we got House I six. guess Zach is the odd man out on this. You like Hellraiser yeah, you, two better than Phantasm yeah. two? That hadn't occurred to me. I do, because Hellraiser two is a better made movie technically, and uh, I mean it's got a bigger budget and shit. Phantasm has its appeal because there's some kind of weird, quirky, 
humor about it and the acting in it isn't that good, but it's like good enough, <laughs> just like the first one. Oh, you are right. That it does have that weird like budget. It's like so so bad. You're like, oh, and you pat pat it on the head like you did good. Like you guys are saying, like, like <laughs> Hell, you guys are saying true. like Hellraiser two is silly, but it's like you're not really acknowledging how Phantasm two is a silly movie in of itself. No, I now uh, Dub said that I'm not saying that movie's silly. The sillier of the two is definitely Phantasm two. <laughs> yeah, definitely. A but they're self aware about like, it. A, mother- a motherfucker comes at a guy with a chainsaw, and that guy pulls a larger chainsaw off. Of- <laughs> That's straight out of Looney Tunes. That's some Looney Tunes shit right That's, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, or like the little so, like, the monsters just, in general. I'm just saying, when you say you guys, I want to I want to separate myself from that crowd. I think it's a better movie, but that's not why. <laughs> I guess silly is not the right word to describe what I, what I'm looking at then, because they they both are outlandish in their own way. But I like again the self. I think Hellraiser is game. over the top. Phantasm is kind of silly. It's a little tongue in cheek, a little bit. Yeah, I, it, it is. But I think the difference too, though, is the original Hellraiser has a reason for being as over the top as it is. Like, there's a very specific message behind it. To I mean, immediately because there wasn't a plan for a plot, and it just it's more of oh, we can milk this and get more out of it for what it is. That's the problem: is you can keep being over the top for the sake of being over the top, but that's all it is. There's really not any message behind it. It's just nope. That's all of it. And they try to tie little threads to that later on with the lore and other stuff. But again, the other movies are so outlandish; it doesn't even matter. I um, I, I really didn't like the part where like, pen, like that other boss dude that was attached to the tentacle thing. The the bad bad guy in Hellraiser two where he came in and like zapped all the the centipedes or whatever they're called, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and like oh you were once human before and like he turned into his human form and I'm like this is fucking like stupid. I, I just oh, they, do that, they, they do that shit all the time after that. <laughs> like the the greatest thing that I liked about Hellraiser one is like it, it does that that uh, adultery stuff. Uh, you know, you have Frank, who's just a murderous motherfucking freak that loves the, the hell and the underworld and all that stuff. He's do- Hellraiser One was less apologetic for yeah. what it was. Maybe is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Again, there's a reason for it. It's actually a cautionary tale. Like, there's actually a reason behind it. It's related Don't to sin. And, Don't do yeah, it. it's Don't it's 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 actually a direct relation to to crossing a line that you can't come back from and. Is it? Is that yeah, the actual yeah. intention behind that story? It wasn't I, just I, Clive Barker was trying to write a crazy horror story and that was it? I mean, I feel like he yeah, was with, with drugs, but it, the others don't have that. They're just playing more on the themes of, oh, we can, we can make people walk around and they're naked in their, their skinless bodysuits. Like, we can do more of that. Uh, I think Clive but, Barker's just a weird stuff. motherfucker and he wrote a weird story that caught on and that, that was it. Like that game yeah. Jericho, by the way. That game sucked. You talk about the the uh, d- no, we have Gears of War at home. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got Clyde Parker's Derrico. <laughs> um, I don't know. Sounds like you all want to put Phantasm over Hellraiser, and it's just like to me, this is like uh, if I can compare it to something else. It's kind of like uh, it's like Nightmare on Elm Street, and Nightmare on Elm Street Two. It's like yeah, two's not as good as one. It's still really good though. And it's like, as you go, it kind of degrades anyway, but 
It's, it's kind of like Gremlins and uh, Johnny Five. The fucking drop from two to three in Hellraiser, though, is ridiculous. <laughs> it's insane. I can't decide if you're making me want to see it more or less. Mostly less no, so you, far. You, need you, to should watch see, it. you should see Hellraiser 3 at I least. Should? Okay. Yeah, I told you, you there's a set of bike who kills people with CDs. Okay. Yeah, cool. you gotta watch it. I'll, I'll go ahead and fucking just concede it that that fan, you put Phantasm two over Hellraiser two, whatever. Just, I I, w- I was gonna pull the well. I gave you guys house number six, so I'm putting Phantasm at number. <laughs> we all gotta like, make our concession. Man. Yeah, I mean it's fine. I, I got I got house further up. I feel like I did it. So so where well, let's make sure I've got where we're at. Then if it, if because we're pretty close to basically having the list solidified. I mean, that's it. All that remains is four, and the only movie that remains is in the Mouth of Madness, which I'm satisfied with. Yeah. So let's let's read off so, that that list. Then we got at number nine, Club Dread, because boo. Uh, we have eight, Candyman. Is that right? Yep. Uh, we have Hellraiser two at seven. Uh huh. House at six. Uh yeah. Phantasm two at number five. In the Mouth of Madness at number four. We have Annihilation at number three. The Lighthouse at number two. And number one, John Carpenter's The Thing. Real quick, uh, we debated everything except The Thing. And we didn't get to talk again about how great The Thing is. Can we talk about how great The Thing is for just like 40 seconds? Just so I can if you've never watched The Thing, then, then please take two hours out I love that movie. So it has one of my favorite shots in any horror movie ever, and there's no horror in the shot. That's how good that movie is. God damn it. What's <laughs> that shot? Uh, it's that shot. Uh, I've talked about it like three times on the podcast. I'm going to do it again anyway. Um, he's, <laughs> talk- he's, he's talking in the recorder. I'm going to hide this recording. Nobody trusts anybody anymore. He's like messing with the, the, the long johns or whatever. One more thing. I think it's shredding clothing or whatever. <sighs> Just so tired. And like it, the, the shot changes from uh, one quarter in front of him to above, to in front, and then uh, above at the end. But it does a really clever thing. It's one of those things you might not have noticed, but your brain did, where the the framing of the shot has changed because it was um, uh, Kurt Russell was in the center of the shot and he's drinking scotch and talking to the recorder. But when they go back, the it has shifted him to the right so that the lit hallway is more in the center of the shot than the dark room, and you expect something scary to happen and it puts you on edge and it holds. He doesn't say anything. There's no sound. It just holds there just for long enough for your brain to go, oh my God, something's going to happen. And then nothing happens. Yeah. It's like you expect so to see a shadow. It's some yeah, exactly. You're, you're expecting to see like a shadow or like the dog walks by or, or like you hear someone kick over a trash can somewhere or something to shock you. But because nothing shocks you, it, oh my God, it's, it's the best. I fucking love it's, that scene. It's, it's made it's, so well. It's so smart. It's the horror equivalent of like you needing to sneeze, but you can't get the sneeze out. It's like the build up, but not like a dissatisfying way. I guess it's opposite. It's the like horror because it builds it up and it tensions there. It's just better. Like constipation. Yeah, you get you get your money shot at the end. It's, it's like two. Yeah, it's like constipation of the brain. Like when you say lighthouse isn't a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, are- I, I love that shot. I love the practical effects. I love the soundtrack. I love the setting. I love the acting. I love the casting. I love everything. The movie's great. I mean, you have the best part where he's like, well, fuck you, too. And he, like, throws fuck some mob tail. Cocktail. I mean, we're all, we're all you cheating, bitch. I like that part, too. 
It is it is one of my favorite, if not my favorite horror film of all time. It is definitely my favorite John Carpenter film of all time. And it's yeah, it's probably in my top top twenty, twenty-five. Yeah, right right under Ernest does Halloween. Scared stupid. Scared stupid. Yeah, yeah don't, don't you dare hate on that movie. That movie's it's good. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's definitely one of my favorite of all time. It, it yeah. fits in the top yeah. twenty, no problem. Exactly. That's that's where I'm. It's twenty or twenty-five, whatever. I don't know where I put it, but yeah, because I probably have more movies as I go deeper in different we're, genres. We're gonna do but... that someday. We're gonna do top twenty-five movies of everybody. Three <laughs> hundredth episode or some shit. I don't know. Fuck it. Break my brain trying. Five hundredth episode. We're gonna rank all the Ernest movies. Space Jam twenty twenty. Burn. Uh, burn you burn. Burn 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 burn. Good burn. <laughs> you you also think that John Cena looks? Yes. Looks like Ernest, right? Yes. Yeah. I can I was one to start saying that. I was like, John Cena looks like Ernest, and the older he gets, the more he yeah. looks like him. He was like Jack Ernest. He's just like, oh, I just did some HGH. Vern, Vern. <laughs> uh, just start making some sequels. Vern, 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 Vern. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Chaz is up for the next month uh, movie picking. So, what are we going to be doing, and what is going to be the first movie we're going to be watching? All right. So, this happened out of the, the drunken filth that. That happened at our, our Halloween party where we were watching stuff. We were watching Frankenstein. You speak for yeah, yourself. Like, You're the only one that was covered in drunken filth. I, I I was covered in drunken filth for a few days, so it was more than just that. But, <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, yeah, it sparked something, and I realized how many uh, Mel Brooks films, or lack thereof, that you've experienced, Zach. So I feel like we need to make that happen. Yeah, I watched and, Zero up until like that one. <laughs> so uh, you're about to have an excellent fucking month. We're about you're to make have... me hate this guy. You're gonna overload we're, me. No, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun. No, I'm no diminishing I'm returns. But I do think there's a good transition. So we're gonna start. So our month is Mel Brooks. We're gonna watch five Mel Brooks films over the course of of November. I'm going to try to theme it and move it around in a way that it transitions us into December. Uh, so in the same way of getting out of Halloween, we're going to start with Dracula dead and loving it. Mm-hmm. I know Andy mm. was going to be upset about this. So of course this is their, his take on brave Stoker's Dracula. I, I wanted to watch it mainly because of the argument that happened uh, a couple of months ago uh, where one of our friends drunkenly proclaimed that that is the best version of Bram Stoker's Dracula, and he would fight anyone who disagrees. So. I guess I'm looking forward to watching that movie just because uh, I think it's the only Mel Brooks movie I've never seen. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I th- be- I, I've even seen 12 Silver Chairs, and that movie sucks. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, so yeah, this is a Mel Brooks film, and Leslie Nielsen's in it. So it's, yeah, it's no, I like, like him. It's double I'm, like, I'm awesome for that reason. So uh, that's what we're going to watch, so... Check that out. Dracula, dead and loving it for next Tuesday. And I will say this. Um, it is only going to get better from there. I'll, and and I'll we're starting also, at a good place. I'll also say this. I'm currently reading Bram Stoker's Dracula right now. So I'm going to put this movie under a microscope. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was kind of hoping is like we were fresh from our Dracula month before uh, a, little, a little bit ago. So this is perfect to like tie that into it. We'll see. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, I the only two uh, Mel Brooks movies I've ever seen is Spaceballs and Blazing Saddles. So, um, what they, do you think oh, about man. those movies, Doug? Go. I'm just curious. Don't, you know, you don't have to like spoil everything. I'm just curious, just in a general sense. Like, are those are those films that you'd probably watch again? Yes. 
Okay. Nope. Well, we're going to watch them. <laughs> I figured. I mean, those are the two best. <laughs> go watch two of my Fran- favorite films of all time. So we're, we're going to watch go, both of them. Go watch Young Frankenstein before the month ends. Yes, watch Just Young to, Frankenstein. Throw it in there. Oh, yes. Watch it. I Yeah, it's only because we all watch it together. I'm not going to have us do that. But in yeah. the same So thing, we're not watch watching Young anyway. Frankenstein. We are watching Direct Dead and Loving It, uh, Spaceballs, Blazing Saddles. What's that mm-hmm. leave? What's the other two? History of the World. We're gonna watch History of the World, right? We I'm, better. I'm not, I'm not gonna History of the World and Silent Movie. Those are the other good ones. <laughs> yeah, but... I, I actually had a hard time picking out between the the last two, but because uh, I had three very very easily that I wanted to watch. But we'll we'll talk more about that. Speaking of silent and the middle finger, um, we're gonna be talking about news that matter to us. So Konami and Capcom decided to have a fucking showcase at the same time. Uh, during the, there. During one the, day, one day removed from each other. Yes, uh, <laughs> and yeah. I, I, I kind, I kind, spook month. I think it is a pissing contest because literally, like, yeah, they had Resident Evil Four remake to like talk about, but it wasn't that like they could have done that at like the uh the, the video game awards. <laughs> like they could have came out with that trailer. Uh, but let's talk about Silent Hill. Um, there's fucking four games coming out. Uh, and only like one of them, like <laughs> I kind of know what's going on because it's a uh, a reboot remake. I don't know how they're classifying it. It's a remake. It's a remake. Yes. It's made oh. by the developers who did the Medium, uh, Bloober, whatever they're called. Um, they also did Layers of Fear. Yes. Yeah, they've done a couple pretty decent horror projects. I gotta, I gotta say this. All you fucking Silent Hill fans out there that are like uber, like, you know, it doesn't look like James. His hands are fucking too small and all that stuff. And like, they, and like, that, that fog's the wrong shade of blue. Yeah. <laughs> looking at the, at you in the mirror, he, he looked at himself. Yeah. I just instantly think of that episode of It's Always Sunny where he's wearing the fake hands to make his hands look bigger in the court and he throws one off. And he's like, ah! <laughs> but they're like sorry that's what i thought of but they're like talking about like how the dialogue is and like dude the game's not even out yet <laughs> like like let's just have our fun for a little bit like finally they're making a silent hill game like mm-hmm. yeah it's four games and i'm pretty sure maybe one of them is gonna stick and the other three are probably gonna either either fail or just be a gimmick which by the way i think ascension is going to be a gimmick because i don't know what the fuck that game is by the way because yeah, you can't you can't tell anything about it based off of like the little tease they gave mm-hmm. uh f or however you want to say it silent hill f is really interesting to me yes because that's the one that's set in 1960s japan andy you might like this because you're a weeb because it's set in japan yeah, I was just about to say, of all the ones they announced, that was the one that I thought, oh, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like, I actually was like, okay, it got me a little bit more interested in this. It looks like Japanese Silent Hill Midsummer is what it looks like. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it, it's because a lot of people are like, oh, it's only supposed to happen in Pennsylvania because that's where Silent Hill is. I'm like, oh, no, it's a like, it, movie. And I'm like, no, it, it's pretty much. Like purgatory, and that could happen anywhere. <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. yeah, and 
I, I think you could do a lot of horror based in Japan because, you know, some of the uh, great survival horror games come out of fucking Japan. Uh, Not only that, but the series itself disproves that dumb theory anyhow because Silent Hill 3 has shit happening outside of Silent Hill. Yes. And so does Silent Hill 4. Yeah, where you go into the tunnel and shit. Yeah, fake Dummies. ass fans. Yeah. That's just a... Fake it's, fans! Welcome to the internet. Everyone's going to complain about something one way or another. The smooth brains just need to comb their ponytail and move on. It's, they're, it's real, they're, they're real fans, or at least they believe they are. The problem is, it's just like, this is... this is Silent Hill 2 irreparably damaged some people, and they can't get past it. And they've done this shit where they overanalyze and overthink everything, and they kind of like resurface their brain to be smooth. They didn't know it, <laughs> Wait, wait. But they did. You got to do it. Well, like I can't Michael. help they didn't get fucking therapy after it. They couldn't handle the type of thing. It's certain. It's, it's traumatic. You learned what happened. I'm not going like, to oh say what happened. It's like they learned. It's but. like they learned about metaphors and shit, and it just ruined them. Everything's a metaphor now. You should have done yeah. the Michael Keaton smooth. It's just, and it became smooth. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's Japanese. How do you know? So bought in Japan. Townfall, I find a little bit interesting because, I mean, that can mean anything. <laughs> and again, these are another vague trailers because it was literally, we have a game coming out. Here's our trailer. It's just like a transmission of a little TV of like, all right, shit's going down in this, uh, yeah, this that, city. Yeah, that's the other one where I couldn't really tell. I think one of those is supposed to be a movie, and I think it's Ascension. I think that's supposed to be a movie. Oh, Townfall's a movie? No, 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 Ascension is supposed to be a movie. movie. No, Townfall is the... Um, That's the game I couldn't figure out, yeah. The, the, yeah, the... it's going to be the what's, the... what's the thing the kids do where they're like, where do we drop in? Oh, so Fortnite? Possibly. Fortnite. Yeah, it's going to be a fort. It's going to be a, a battle royale. Townfall. We're going to throw everybody in Silent Hill and just let everybody go fucking crazy. Where are we they dropping, boys? <laughs> <laughs> where, where are we dropping in hell? It should have been a, a cart. We still need Silent Hill cart. Yeah, uh... I, I thought it was a solid uh, transmission. I'm, you know, even though we say fuck Konami, I, I will say this. I did, when they said we have one more announcement and I started seeing like Japanese setting, I was like, oh shit, is this Kojima? <laughs> I said, is this Kojima? What is going on here? Because it was different. Uh, but then they were just like, oh no, it's, the, the, the face falls off of the lady. And I'm like, oh, what's going on here? And then it ends. Uh, and then Konami does what they they always do when they don't like to sell video games. They like to talk about merchandise. Then they talked about their skateboards. <laughs> and I said, who gives a fuck about your skate no, skateboards? The best thing is the statues, the Silent Hill 2 statues. They have one of the dog, Mira, and it's also a coin bank. Yeah. The dog oh, ending, pretty... Silent Hill 2. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you had that going on, and then uh, Capcom's like, hey, bitch. I know uh, Konami's doing something. We're doing something. Wah, wah, wah. And they announced pretty much, hey, the winter DLC is coming out. You like third person? Here's the demo. And then... Uh, Reverse is still coming. Reverse is still coming. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It, Jesus, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some and, people are playing it already. I think, I, I don't know how, but... Maybe it's already out, and I didn't realize well, didn't it, it or something. Yeah, wasn't that the thing that we got all the like random code for forever ago with like Resident Evil Three? 
Oh yeah, you like had like the beta or something. No, re- no, re- no. Reverse launch was supposed to launch with Village, and it just didn't. Was it Village, and it came with okay? What was yeah. the game? That was like, Resistance. Um, it was Umbrella Resistance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was some of the weird thing that came with it. Okay, I had a mix because I have Reverse. Like I have like whatever it is up on my PlayStation, but I've just, I don't think I've ever done anything with it. It downloaded itself. But the meat and potatoes of this showcase was Resident Evil Four Remake, yeah. and. And man, oh man, uh, it looks fucking great. Uh, Because it looks like it's mixing the action with survival horror. (laughs) Like, and there's stealth in it, by the way. It looks because you crouch and you have to, like, sneak up on enemies. There's a fucking parry system. So when the chainsaw guy comes after you, you could use your knife to parry the chainsaw guy. I don't think you can do that. You can't do that like multiple times though, because people are like, oh, oh, ruined the whole game. It's like, yeah. you no, know, there's clearly like a durability bar or some shit there. You're gonna break your knife mm-hmm. or you're gonna break your wrist or something. Something's gonna break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, knife fight Krauser. Yeah. I mean, if they're doing anything like they did to adapt the remakes to two or three, because I think the one thing that I really liked about two um was that they went right back to minimalist survival horror like you can't kill every enemy you can't focus on fight you really do need to think of pick and choose your battles and and mostly just try to run and not fight conserve only fight when you absolutely have to and versus where they moved in that action genre where it's like nah i I just started blasting you just get everybody like you don't do that anymore uh so if they adapt that to four that, that's gonna be awesome because uh even four like if you play on the harder like difficulties the way to get through four is like conserve all your ammo anyway it, you like the original game like you you have to like basically knife everything repeatedly and be very like strategic in how you do it uh, until you've built up a, t- a ton of ammo and then you hit like cheat mode when you get certain weapons but uh but yeah like that's i, I just remember playing through that like that it, on the harder difficulty and it being that way so if they they do that with this game as a base that would be awesome it looks like they ter- it looks like they're taking um i forgot the tall guy uh, in Resident Evil 4, forgot his name. Uh, Gigante, or is that what you're about the, the actual tall guy that talks? Yeah, yeah, the tall guy with the bald head and stuff. He turns into that like creature in the barn. That guy. Uh, yeah, he. I think he's gonna be like tyrant because they're doing this. They're, Capcom's doing a trend where they need to have like a Mister X and a and a nemesis chasing after you. I think he's gonna be chasing after you. Stalker and, enemy. Yeah, stalker enemy. Yeah. Uh, Could be cool. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Now, the question here is because Andy joined us on the Nemesis Project for Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Is he going to play Resident Evil 4 Remake is the question. He still won't play Resident Evil 2 Remake. And I bought that for him for his birthday, an ungrateful fucking prick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I don't, re- I don't forget when I give you something. And they kind of, they did a little spoilers, in my opinion, because at the end, after they showed the gameplay uh, trailer, uh, and then they showed, like, oh, we have one more surprise. Like, one, they made it cryptic, like it was supposed to be something new, but it was just a new trailer. Everyone everyone likes to do this. We have one more surprise for you, thing now. Yeah. Little fucking pyramid heads going to be in Smash Brothers. Oh, my God. Oh, we got a really good show. Well, actually, Pyramid Head can't be in Smash Brothers because Pyramid Head's a construct of James's fucking brain. <laughs> James is in 
Like in Smash Brothers. And, and his consciousness is larger than Ridley, and Ridley's too big for Smash. Ridley's too big. When did they fit on Final Destination? When, no did, items. when did they make Ada Asian? God damn, that's the dumbest <laughs> fucking thing I've seen I so far. I love seeing people ask that. It has been <laughs> cracking me up. What the fuck? Seriously. <laughs> but uh, what was, her, what was her last name in the in the games? Long. Long. Ramirez. Ada Ramirez. Yeah. No Wong. Uh, yeah. Uh, it looks like they're. Uh, taking remember Leon was infected in the game. It looks like they're switching it now, where the president uh, Ashley is going to be infected. No, she was infected too. Yeah, they were it's both. Just, they were both. They didn't. They didn't do anything with her really. I think Ashley's going to have more stuff to do in this game. I think you're going to play as her more. If she I gets think. a gun, that's going to be great. <laughs> I've heard alleged from leaks and shit. She will have a weapon in some segments. Or Fuck something. yeah! And maybe they might co-op. You think? You think they might put co-op in this? Will they be brave? So. No. Uh, I'll be right back. All right. Uh, and one more thing about Resident Evil Four. There was oh my god! I just had it in my head. Fuck. Oh, the dog situation. Uh, again, the internet, like, fucking blowing up because of a digital fucking dog being dead in the fucking video. Um, which Capcom had to come out and say, hey, this could change. Like, if you do something wrong, the dog will die. Um, if you do something right, the dog will live. Well, this supports those, some of those other rumors. I've heard that this game could have multiple endings, too. Yeah. So, mm. And there's no side of the general or the colonel, uh, by the way, or what, whatever that guy's Krauser. name. Yeah, Krauser. You're always freaking out about Krauser. We might not be in it, and that ruins the game. And I'm like, I mean, you did, you had the knife fight thing with him, which, depending on who you ask, that made people punch walls literally, or hmm. like whatever. He doesn't, he doesn't add anything to the game. He doesn't add anything to the game that much. I mean, I'm not saying like you should cut shit out of the game, but honestly, losing him is not a huge deal. Yeah. If they do, if they do what you said about the, the tall, bald, Russian-looking weirdo, like where he's like gonna stalk you the whole game, that that could be more than good enough to to fill that void. I think his name's Chief Mendez. I called him Big Cheese earlier. As long as Salazar is still in there, that's literally Sa- like Salazar's in there. Yeah, good. And he he looks he lost his Napoleon hat, but now he has big frizzy kind of david lynch hair or something <laughs> okay yeah. I'll, I'll wait and see but other than that i mean i think that's all i have for news wise unless you guys wanted to bring up bayonetta 2 because three jesus uh, it's still unfolding it, it's still un- i think it's unfolded at this point i think what that's all the unfolding it's gonna do the game's out it reviewed well she lied that's uh, kind of it it's over yeah, didn't she concede it, by the way? She was like, yeah, th- what Jason Schreier said was, you know, right. She didn't concede it. She tried to be like, okay, well, what I said was this, and obviously it was this, and I meant this. It was misconstrued, and everyone was like, eh, shut up. I'm no, it, 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 that's <laughs> that's the thing. It wasn't misconstrued. You you knew, she knew what she was doing. I mean, that, doing. that's my point. Like, she was trying to say all that stuff, and everyone yeah. said, no, you just lied. Like, yeah. Everyone kind of, like, this is going to sound really stupid. I'm like kind of proud of the internet collectively because everyone was like, oh, okay. All right, I'm done with this. And then everyone just kind of moved on. They kind of figured out that she was lying pretty quickly. And then 
did the work and then somebody else did some more work and I hated the gaslighting. The gas yeah. the gaslighting pissed me off because everybody jumped the fucking gun with her 4000 and were like, "Oh, this is outrageous. Uh, we should boycott the game." And then like it, they, they found out she lied, but they're like, "Oh, but even even that amount, even that amount is way too much for a, a voice actress. Oh, th- even that amount." I'm like, dude, you now you're just gaslighting. She lied to everybody, and she had a motive of doing that because she was fucking uh, pissed off that you know they got uh, Jennifer Hale or whatever her name is, uh, uh, and and she was just bitter, and she wanted to cause harm to a company. Which, by the way, I hope you get sued to fucking hell because you deserve for being a liar. In my I opinion, they're just gonna walk away from it. This is they're probably gonna settle out of court. Yeah, that's probably the case. Or whatever, who cares? No contested or some shit. I don't think any of that will happen. I really think everything's just going to get dropped. Like, probably. Take our house. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) I I feel like that would get them bad press. That's canceling dubs. I thought you were against that. No, take our house. No, (laughs) everybody can be a professional liar that fails. No, I think what's (laughs) happening is the best (laughs) possible solution. Nintendo went. What? Uh, whatever. I don't care. And they released a game that reviewed well, and the fans all bought it, and that's it. And everyone who worked on the game was vindicated, validated, whatever. They they validated. People are still gonna play pistol and and hair titty time witch. It's fine. Here's yeah, pistol a- hair titty time witch. If I had to, <laughs> if, <laughs> if, hair, time, witch. if I had to put, if I had to put her down in one. <laughs> clip that is 13 seconds this is what i would say about her hair whack his gear whack his jewelry whack his foot stance whack the way that he talks whack the way that he doesn't even like to smile whack me i'm tight as fuck (laughs) (laughs) was that ken yelling at ryu (laughs) i love that clip your foot stance whack Uh, he was skateboarding, by the way. Uh, okay. Yeah, but anyway, that's all the news that like really happened. Is there anything else that we wanted to bring up before we sign out? Penis? Yeah. I don't know. Penis? Yeah. Arturian laid off a bunch of people. I was going to rant about what I think that means, but eh, whatever. I don't fucking care. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no, I mean, it sucks that they fired. Uh, just real quick, I do want to say... Um, a24, the publishing house, they put out, you know, Ari Aster's stuff and Robert Eggers' stuff and a bunch of other really, really great movies. Uh, they're doing this thing where they sell fucking $60 candles and hardback versions of scripts and T-shirts. And they're like in with the kitschy young film crowd or whatever, like all the fucking film snobs on Reddit fucking love A24. You know, so do I. I like A24 films too. And uh, I'm really worried that that's what Criterion wants to pivot to. I think they want to start targeting some of that money, and I don't think they need to be doing that. I think they should just keep doing what they've been doing since 1984 because they're doing a pretty good job at it. They re- recently there was an email. If you're a charter, or I think if you're a subscriber at all to the Criterion Channel, they said, "Hey, we got new genre shirts. They're shirts for every genre that's on Criterion Channel. Represent your favorite genre." I was like, "Oh, that sounds cool because there's stuff like uh, gangster films or samurai films or fucking whatever." But they're all literally just like a big plain T with the name of the genre in gray text. They don't do anything fun with it. They're not like different colors. There's not a picture. The only thing that's funny is the avant-garde one 
is backwards. Kind of funny. <laughs> the other ones are all just, it just says like foreign. One of them is just foreign. The word foreign on a white t-shirt in gray text. It doesn't say criterion on it anywhere, except I think on the tag. <laughs> I think they could benefit actually from having some kind of swag for real. No, I mean, they do. I wish I had it right now. I drink out of it when we record the show all the time. They have like coffee mugs and stuff. I have a Criterion coffee mug that I love. And they have shirts and stuff. And they have a shirt that's just uh, the logo for House. It's a big solid orange shirt. And it's just that scary cat face. Yeah. They've got stuff like that. And I'd I'd like them to diversify it. But I don't want them to do this overpriced hipster bullshit where it's just, it just says gangster on a shirt. Like, the fuck yeah. that's dumb because it that's Boring. one of the genres gangster films like you know from the hollywood golden age and they could have done so many cooler things with that like put the silhouette of movie characters or at least put the criterion logo on there somewhere or do something like one of them was like monster movies and someone was like yeah put like the silhouette of godzilla in there or something that'd be bad as hell i'd wear that but no it just says monster movie that's it. It's dumb. So I'm worried they laid off all these people because they're pivoting to try to be hipster and they don't need to do that. Like you can, you can make some of that stuff, but I'm really worried that they're going to start changing the content that they make on like YouTube and on their site and stuff. As long as they're still releasing movies the same way, like they, they didn't, they didn't fire anyone who's responsible for remastering films or anything. They're still going to put out a good product. I'm just worried about, what this means they're going to try to do i'm worried they're going to try to be a uh, they're going to try to be a bad a24 as far as loot goes but i think you're right i think they can benefit from some of that stuff some i'm just worried they're going to do it poorly as indicated by these t-shirts the one thing they did do this summer they had a criterion beach towel and it's literally just a big blue beach towel but it has the stupid criterion stripe on it with the c like on the spines of the dvd cases Ah, that was funny but i I didn't buy it (laughs) But I don't know. It's just, I'm worried. Uh, Criterion's a company I actually really, really, really like. I've made that clear in the past. I don't want to see them like fuck everything up by chasing a trend. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, one last thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, so after the Resident Evil thing, uh, Square Enix decided to do a trademark. Uh, Symbogenesis. Symbio. Symbiogenesis. Yeah, there you go. Uh, which is part of Parasite Eve. Uh and speculation that's what that is yeah i mean i don't i can't think of anything else uh so i'm hoping either a some type of sequel third third birthday remaster oh boy oh god no (laughs) (laughs) but parasite eve fucking remake would be sweet and i think that's one of the games where it needs a remake that and silent hill one (laughs) needs a remake in my opinion even though that you know Square Enix is not Silent Hill, but remember we talked about last week that Silent Hill is the, the actual thing that we need as a remake, not Silent Hill Two. Um, but I'm I'm excited. Uh, I, I guess we'll see like an announcement probably at the Video Game Awards since that's like two months away. So that might be a thing. Maybe. Uh, but then again, it's a trademark, so that this might be like the early, early, early stages of it. A lot of companies just make trademarks. They just register them just in case. I saw an interesting um, YouTube video about how right after Pokemon Gold and Silver came out, so like 20 goddamn years ago, Nintendo trademarked Pokemon 
like brown and granite and blah and blah and scarlet and violet and blah and blah and blah. So they trademarked Pokemon Scarlet and Violet like 20 years ago. And now they're using that trademark next month. So like a lot of companies just like, oh, just in case. We're going to trademark this shit just in case. Can't wait for Pokemon Brown. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that was the one that stood out to me. Pokemon <laughs> Brown? Don't fucking make that game. <laughs> Gross. Pokemon Gross. shit Gross. Pokemon piss. Oh, boy. My favorite color, shit stains. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we're going to end it here. Uh, just to reiterate, we are going to be uh, talking about Dracula Dead and Loving It. Uh, for next week, so remember to watch that movie. Uh, me and Zach are going to be doing uh, the Nemesis Project probably soonish, um, since I'm near the end. Uh, and Andy, I believe, is still working on Metal Gear, so a, uh, a podcast to surpass Metal Gear might be coming up. And getting some color, we're coming up at the end of the m- month of September of 1993. And oh boy, what a war games did we watch! Uh, so pre- prepare to watch that episode. Uh, when it's up um and it's on youtube by the way if you want to watch that episode but if you want to catch all our episodes on big trouble podcast make you go on spotify podcast apple podcast google Podcasts, uh amazon music and everywhere else that you could think of but until next time guys we will see you next week bye thanks for listening this is real <laughs>